this is Luke Peterson with Utah Valley University and the Public Service Academy at UVU. Uh, I am here again today talking with the city leader, and we're talking with Larry Werner from Carson City, Nevada. Larry, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for joining us. Um, Larry, I wanted to talk with you about a few things, but uh, most of all, just uh, right now, get a little bit of your background and uh, how you came to be where you're at. Uh, it's a little bit checkered past, but uh, initially <laughs> <laughs> I started out in my career as a uh, as a uh, civil engineer. Okay. I graduated from University of Nevada, Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering, and uh, ended up working in the health field as a public health engineer. Oh wow! And from there, I ended up uh, coming to work for Carson City as a uh, deputy public works director in charge of utilities, mainly the wastewater treatment plant, and uh, worked worked through the city here for about eight years ultimately ended up being public works director, and then I left and went up into the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle area as public works director up in a little town called Puyallup, Washington. Uh-huh. And enjoyed that very thoroughly, and I actually then got promoted up into being assistant city manager and found that I kind of really liked that. So anyway, through a series of different jobs and moving around, I came back to Carson City as a city engineer in the year 2000, and ultimately ended up being asked to be city manager in 2008. So I've been in this position for the last five years. Okay, great. So you, uh, you've taken what I guess we might call a non-traditional path to, to the city manager's seat. Um, you know, does that offer a, a unique perspective, do you think? Well, you know, it does in a way. I guess it depends on the type of the jurisdiction, but I think you'll see a lot of uh, city managers that move through the public works engineering side of things, uh, and I think a lot of that has to do is, is that's where a lot of the activity are activity is in local government. Uh-huh. Streets, highways, utilities, buildings, and you end up having to have a broad base of knowledge to deal with those, and ultimately that gets you to the area where, where you're dealing with a lot of different jurisdictions and stuff, and, and it kind of rounds you out a little bit more than your traditional engineering path where you're designing bridges and highways and that sort of thing. Sure. But, yeah, it, it is probably a little, probably not traditional, but, but more common than one might imagine. Okay, good. And uh, tell us a little bit about um, what it's been like to be a city manager these past five years. Uh, it's been very interesting, uh, particularly with the economic downturn. It's uh-huh. been a real struggle. Um, we, as as other jurisdictions, our side, well, everybody across the country, uh, particularly here in Nevada, though, we saw a huge reduction in, um, in employment, uh, the housing uh, foreclosures, bankruptcies. You know, it's been you know kind of the talk of the nation for probably since 2008, 2009. Uh, uh-huh. Our community is a sales tax based community. Uh, okay. So we really depend on, right in this area, on uh, the sale of auto of, of automobiles. Mm. And um, we saw that decline starting to occur in 2007. Wow. And actually started addressing some of those issues back when I was working for the city manager. Uh, started reducing expenses, looking down the road, trying to figure out how and how long this is going to last and how, how difficult it's going to be. Ultimately, over the last uh, probably six years, five or six years, We've reduced our staffing by 25%. Our, our general fund budget has dropped from uh, about $12 million out of a $60 million budget, and we've done that still trying to maintain the same service levels. So it's been a lot of creative uh, reorganization and creative thinking about how we, how we deliver services, a lot of uh, emphasis on performance measurement, performance uh-huh. management systems, 
and really so we can understand what it is the product that we're delivering, how we're delivering it, and does the community want that service. So it's been interesting. It's been really a challenge, and it's not been easy, but uh, it's been kind of fun in a, in a kind of a strange sort of way. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that a lot. That there's uh, the joy in the uh, problem solving, but on the other hand, there are the problems that come with it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about... Um, I guess your approach to leadership and city management. What is your leadership philosophy? Mine's totally inclusive in collaboration. Um, I, I take the position that it's it's not like maybe leadership and management was in the fifties, where it was a top down. You know, I'll tell you what to do, and you don't do anything until mm-hmm. I tell you. To more of a, we work as a team. Um, we try to, you know, we look at issues, we solve issues, we form working groups. Uh, we involve the community, we involve the private sector, but the idea is to look for solutions and try to do it in a way that's least disruptive to you know the community, the organization, uh, that, that really then tries to identify the talent of the of the different folks. We cross a lot of boundaries between departments. We've we've gotten rid of all the silos. Uh, we work between elected departments and appointed departments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's uh, I, and I think that's what makes it work. And the things I always out that that needs to happen is you have to have uh, respect for your the folks you're working with. You have to be ethical, and sometimes a great sense of humor helps. <laughs> sure. Um, if you were talking to somebody who is interested in pursuing the the city manager track and someday being a, a city manager, what what one piece of advice would you give to them? Oh, uh, boy, that's that's a tough one. Um, I think be open, be able to listen, be able to take, um, you know, and, and to uh, to understand that that dialogue and discourse is is extremely important. Uh, that that you've got to have some healthy debates on issues. So you've got to be open to be able to communicate with people, to listen to what they have to say, to digest it, and not necessarily to to look at a uh, a linear process. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's making any sense. Uh huh. That, that seems to be the way that we kind of work things out here to the best. Sure. So I guess I guess it's being open-minded and, and being able to work with people. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great advice, uh, Larry Warner. Want to thank you again for for sitting down with us and and talking about what you're doing there in Carson City. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Okay. Enjoy it thoroughly. All right. So then that ends that section, and now we're just on to the informal piece. Um, and, and the first question here is just uh, what what does innovation mean to you? Uh, boy, innovation to me means being willing to, uh, to to take something that maybe that you think is a kooky study in the world and kind of glean out of it that there may be something there that makes sense. So don't get stuck in tradition. Don't get stuck in the way that we've always done it this way. Now, and I have a tendency to do that myself, having been here before, is to uh-huh. say, well, geez, you know, this is the way we did it back then. But right. But use that knowledge to say, okay, did that work? And if it did work, what were the pieces of it that made it successful and how would it apply today? But it's kind of being able to kind of get out there and, be, and take risks. Um, you know, you, you got to jump out there and you got to try things, and sometimes you're going to get your fingers burnt and sometimes you're going to be successful. Sure. And, and what do you see as the role of innovation in local government? 
I think it's continually to look at how you deliver the services that the community expects with with the most efficient way to do that. And it may be you do things that are totally non-traditional to local government. And by that, it may be co-opting uh, private partnerships, um, be willing to say that, you know what, this isn't our role, that we should have somebody else do this and, and be able to kind of to, to open it up, be yeah. willing to listen. Yeah, okay, great. And um, do you have an example, uh, either either there at Carson City or, or elsewhere, uh, of an innovative approach that you have led or participated in? Um, I think one of them was the uh, when we started looking at the budget and uh, when, when we began to see things start to collapse around us. Yes, I basically sat down with the department directors and managers and said, look, you know, I do not believe in across-the-board cuts, but we've got to come up with some kind of a program that we can actually um, present to our governing body that allows them to reach some kind of a fiscal balance. So I said, what I want is all of you department managers and elected officials to sequester yourself in a room for a day, and by the end of the day, come out with a list of what you think are programs that we could modify, change, reduce, Mm-hmm. that don't affect the delivery of the service to the product, but I mean to the community, but, but maybe change how we do things. Sure. And I said, well, I want a dollar price tag attached to each one of those. And it may be elimination of positions, you know, uh, vacant positions that we haven't used. It may be somebody else does a different job. But, but anyway, come up with this list. Well, they did. They sat down and came up with about 142 items that amounted to about $14 million. And we presented that to the uh, board, our board of supervisors, and the idea was that we thought we only needed about a $6 million approach to that, and ultimately we ended up going through that whole list. But it was a prioritized list of, of how we would modify the organization, how we would reduce staffing without layoffs. Uh, we, like I say, we ended up laying off about 100 people. Uh-huh. No, I should say that back. We reduced our FTEs by 100 people, and I think we ended up ultimately laying off six. The rest of it was with uh, structured buyouts, with not filling vacancies, with mm-hmm. reorganizing, combining jobs, that sort of thing. So that was kind of innovative because usually the approach is everybody cuts their budget by 20%. Right, right. And, and that just doesn't work. And yeah. I, I've never seen that work anywhere. So we come up with an idea of how the heck do we make this work? How, how do we come up with something that, that gets us to the goal yet doesn't decimate the departments? Okay, great. And then uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to add, any other thoughts around innovation and local government? No, but I think people don't realize how exciting this, this job is. I, I, I was an owner of a private engineering company that was based out of Nevada and, and uh-huh. Seattle with three other people. And uh, I did that in between my stints in the public sector. And it was kind of interesting, but it wasn't exciting. And, <laughs> right. Uh, you, you know, local government changes day to day. You don't know what you're going to face, and you have to be pretty nimble. And it can be really exciting and gratifying, particularly if you can solve some problems and help people do things they want to do and kind of move things forward. So it's an exciting career. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I was um, – so I'm new to this academic thing. I, I was a, a assistant city manager and then an economic development director. Uh, you know then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, is, it, is, it is a fun field. Well, I appreciate your time, and I should have uh, – with, our, with regard to our prior conversation, um, we, we as an institution, our university is an ICMA member, and okay, we're, okay. We're, we're cognizant of, you know, not trying to push any 
uh, borders. I appreciate that. I appreciate because yeah, sometimes we get stuff in, and I find out at the end of the discussion that well, what it was is somebody wants to not go sell a book, you know, that with, right. with me quoting that I've endorsed it. And no, yeah, yeah. So that's why you got to be very careful about that. So yeah, I, if that's what I were doing, I'd be very clear about it. But uh, apparently, oh, that's that. against. Uh, I didn't realize that that is in the code of ethics. So that's good to know. Yeah, if you look at what specifically uh, city manager code of ethics, it's, and then there's the uh, I don't know if you get the ICMA magazine. Yeah. But every once in a while, they'll have a little article in there that'll read through some of these what's good and what you can yeah, yeah. can't do. Uh-huh. It's, kind of, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, I try to watch that pretty closely. Okay, so there was there was one at some point that discussed this issue, huh? Yeah, and I, and I for looking for the life of me, I can't remember what it was, but uh, but every once in a while they come across and the, and there's usually a question and answer on almost every magazine talking about some ethical issue. Sure, they're pretty fascinating. Huh. Okay, well I'll have to check that out. Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. And um, if if I if I do quote you um, or ne- need to follow up for any reason for the book, I will definitely uh, let you know and request permission for that uh, with the specific context. And then I will also let you know when the podcast goes live. Perfect. I appreciate that. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks, Luke. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.